This is Exit, pursued by Kaiju, a new podcast about the international theater community in Japan. Uh, I am your lovable but dopey host, John Matthews, and sitting across the table from me is also lovable, but not really, my co-host, Andrew Woolner. Say hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Say hi, I'm the creative artistic director of Yokohama Theater Group. No, I will not say that. Well, then what are you actually? I am the artistic director of the Yokohama Theater Group and the co-host of this show. In any case, we are here to promote and talk about and deep dive into all the things that are involved in international theater here in Japan. Uh, which is actually done by quite a diverse crowd and quite a bit of different folks who largely outnumber our current audience. Hey. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Good job, international theater community. And across from us sitting is... Sarah Jean Rosito. Rosito. I'm glad that you said it since I was going to mispronounce it horribly. You say it with an S instead of a Z, weren't you? I, I always get called Risotto very often and it's because it's the closest thing people know. Um, so, so now that I know how to actually pronounce your name, Miss Rosito. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Tell us John. about your show. Tell us about Seven. We're going to talk more about it in just a minute, but sure. uh, give us a quick rundown of about Seven, the show that you're producing, which is happening very, very soon. Yes, Seven, which is a show that is being produced by Black Stripe Theater, a Tokyo-based international theater company, um, is the story of seven different real women, and basically, it's a play that came from seven interviews. Basically, seven women were interviewed, and one person, one of the interviewers, decided to take the seven monologues and interweave parts of them, parts of each of these monologues, to create one play. So the real stories, real people, seven different countries, um, seven women who've survived quite harrowing um, experiences, and... For example, if you don't mind my asking. Oh, yeah. So, for example, okay, my character, Farida Azizi... Uh, Farida Azizi is from Afghanistan. At the age of nine, she had to leave Kabul because of Russian invasion and spent most of her adult life, or young life, young adult life, in refugee camps in Pakistan. Her father was a doctor. Her dream was to be a doctor. But as you may or may not know, under Taliban, girls' education was taken away. So she still maintained this dream to be a doctor, even though she was this right was taken from her, and decided to be what we might call a barefoot doctor, which is visiting women at night, bringing being a midwife type of thing for four years until her life was in danger, and she had to be exiled into the United States. Gotcha. And we'll talk a little bit more about Seven in just a minute in mm-hmm. terms of what's happening and how to get tickets and all that kind of fancy, pluggy stuff. What's... Uh, how did you get involved in theater in Japan? What was your what was your initial role in theater in Japan? Well, more or, or before or before Japan. Before Japan, well, I got involved in theater when I was thirteen because I was a terribly shy child. So I was forced to get involved in theater because I was terribly terribly shy, and it was a really good way for me to learn communication skills and get involved outside school. I'm not sure if I was nearly as nearly that self-aware that I needed communication skills or that they existed for that matter at all. But yes, yes I'm glad a, you had that awareness of going on. I had a wonderful acting teacher, Norma Jean Sandler, who just always told me how I had to get rid of my accent because I used to talk like that. That was that's my that's the real way I talk. <laughs> Honestly. So wait, do you come from somewhere where everyone's got Jean appended to their first name? Sarah Jean, Norma Jean? <laughs> no, Billie Jean? no. Billy Jean, no Billy Jeans in my family. Sarah Jean is a compromised name for my parents for Rosaria and Regina. So 
Doesn't sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they thought it sounded very American, anyway, which it does. So um, that's how I got involved. And when I, I first came to Japan in 1990, I wasn't involved in theater at all. It was really the second time I came to Japan a few years later, where one of my co workers, I worked for six years at the Tokyo YMCA, was involved and. In, once a year, he put in he put up his own production under Kurofune Black Black Ship Productions, and um, from there, I've just been involved different groups for the past twenty years or so. And now you're working with Black Stripe Theater on yes. Seven. Yes, indeed. Yes, I've been involved Black Stripe on and off the past ten years, more in the production side rather than the acting or directing side. So tell me more about uh, tell me more about what's um, why why choose seven why why choose this particular story right it's a big it's it's an important issue because I've heard well, actually this we should go into this yeah because, exactly um, we we like to do research uh-huh. before, we like to do research before our our interviews and uh, so we did some research on this play and it's apparently about um, is it uh, it's sort of there's a, there's another gender. And they're called was it Boomin? Woman? Woman. 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 So this play is about woman. Women. 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 Women's. 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 Is that the plural? We're not sure what the declination of of any of these words. I have no idea about. But tell us more. Tell us more about this. This is a this is a fairly important play when it comes to women's issues. Yes. It's it's apparently performed around the world. Yes. Exactly. I saw it in Prague in October. 2014, no, sorry, 2013, when I was attending a Women International Networking Conference. And the audience of that conference is mostly international business women. And it was done as a reading. It's usually done as a reading, not actually performed, not with music, without any real dramatization. And I spent part of the time looking around the audience and realizing that Probably a lot of people in the audience didn't know anything about any of these issues, especially as a reading with seven women and no, there are 19 other characters actually in the play and there Mm. were no other characters and those voices were also important. When I saw that reading, I just thought, oh, we have to do this in Tokyo. We can do this better by adding dramatization, adding music adding acting (laughs) imagine Hmm. um (laughs) shocking (laughs) um but also because generally people don't know about these issues such as um girls education honor crimes these are these are pretty negative issues that people try to avoid in their daily life even domestic violence which is something i consider to be so banal and boring because of my work I assume everybody knows about that. A lot of people don't even know it exists in Japan. Or don't know how to distinguish it from anything else, really. Right. right. Or they understand, like, DV is domestic violence, but what does that actually mean is another issue altogether. Right, right. So I thought uh, that this play was the perfect marrying of my real strong interest in theater, but also my work, which is committed to more social um, social justice, and not just women's issues, but more having a more human rights uh, focus in my work. Mm-hmm. And so you chose you, you specifically chose seven because I'm, I'm assuming the the seven stories are fairly compelling. You'd already seen it yourself, yes. And you thought, all right, bring it to Tokyo. But this isn't the first time it's being performed in Tokyo, is that right? No, it isn't. Um, it's been performed in Japanese once. It's been read in Japanese once. Um, I also wonder with the reading in, 
in Japanese or English how much people would get out of it because these aren't, again, not issues people generally talk about or know about. Why do we just, I know it's never been performed in English in Japan, but hasn't been performed very often in general. Generally, it's people sitting in chairs and reading it together. But this is also part of some kind of a worldwide event going on. Yes, indeed. Um, so how I actually was able to get the rights to this, although I'd been asking for 10 months and got no response, was they decided to make it a priority for International Women's Day 2016. This was March 8th. Um, was to actually become part of this global campaign. They had this target of getting it performed in a hundred different locations around the world. I do not know what their number is at this point, but now we are at the top of the list on the international website because ours is the next one up. Um, in most in countries in Asia, not I haven't seen that many in Africa and South America, of course, Europe and the United States and Canada in many different, I think 22 different languages. 24 different languages. Sorry, mm. I just checked that today. There is actually one good thing about dramatizing the show is you can take those very small light moments, and I don't want to say milk them, but actually give the audience a chance to breathe. And whereas with the reading, it's a little bit harder to do that. Or with mm -hmm. music, you can give people a chance to relax for a minute. What about the rehearsal process? I'm, it's, I, I'm just curious. In my experience, when I'm, when I'm working on a... When I'm working on a comedy, usually the rehearsal process is quite serious. And then when I'm working on something, you know, tragic that I don't know involves Nazis killing Jews or something, the the the, the rehearsals are almost as a reaction against the material are hilarious, which sounds completely <laughs> sick. But maybe and maybe just it. everyone I've it. worked with has just been very sick. But are you finding uh, a similar sort of? We we thing? do have some ridiculous moments sometimes because actually we really need to laugh. Because if you don't laugh, you do cry through some of these scenes, which surprisingly, we haven't had any serious breakdowns during the play, which I was worried about because talking about gang rape and things is not fun. Um, um, but we, we, Rachel, our director, Rachel Walter, who's directing this play, has been amazing in helping us workshop and play with different scenes, trying them different ways. And we do have some really funny people in the audience who bring us back to humanity sometimes by doing goofy things <laughs> and find not not in who find absurdity in some of these things that really helps the cast like <sighs> helps the cast breathe because if the cast can't breathe the audience is going to be devastated really yeah yeah so um speaking of the audience who do you who who is your who's sort of who do you want to come and see the show I mean, of course, the main answer, everyone, but... No, no. I, I mean, yeah, this is not really the show for everyone, to be really honest with you. I'm happy that everyone come, but I understand, and we've talked about this from the beginning, that there's a lot of people, say, on the Black Stripe or Tokyo International Players mailing list that, although they're interested in theater, this might not be the show for them, honestly, and that's fine. Although I'd like them to come, of course. Naturally. But I understand that... For some people, that's quite hard. We have some NGO friends of mine or people who've experienced some people from domestic violence organizations coming that would never come to an English play. Japanese people who maybe do not understand English that well but are interested more in the issues. Um, 
people who I, I hope everyone comes with a little bit of an open mind, somebody who maybe you want to learn something, maybe you want to see these issues from a different perspective, or maybe you want to see how theater can be useful for something more than entertainment. Right. Oh, that's so. That's good. That sort of takes care of my next question as well. So <laughs> follow, up, follow up destroyed, Andrew. So uh, I mean, in terms of pitching the show, let's just let's just throw out a hypothetical group. How would you pitch to them? So um, let's imagine that there is a a group of chimpanzees, and they are in they're in a zoo somewhere. And actually, my my friend in the Toronto Zoo is potentially playing this podcast to some chimpanzees. Uh, and so how would you, how would you pitch the show to a group that, um, cannot speak a human language? To chimpanzees? Well, any oh, group oh, that oh, could not oh, speak a, what <laughs> you, you go ahead and yeah, go ahead. In, in any group that, anyone who cannot <laughs> understand. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot do That's perfect. I think they, I think they, I think they'll get it. <laughs> sorry. I think they get it. I well, they don't get the radio voice thing. It was like, animal friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me to pitch it to your friend who works at the zoo, not to the chimpanzees themselves. No, I think, I think, <laughs> I think, we, I think we hugely underestimate the importance of audiences who don't speak any human languages. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, well, of, speaking of language issues, and I don't know if we're about to, if we're about to go in that direction, but um, theater in Japan in general, and mm. we, we probably will talk about this ad nauseum many other times besides now, but if you're running a show only in English, obviously you yeah. have a certain limitation on what the audience yes. is going to be, the size-wise. How, how do you work with that in general, not just with Seven? How do you work with that in general? Because you have, you have put together other shows. Uh, yeah. you, you've always faced this issue. How do you deal with it? Always face this issue. It's one of the reasons Black Stripes uses small theaters, probably like Yokohama Troop as well. We're using smaller theaters, um, um, except for Shakespeare, of course, or big musicals, because music, uh, big you know, there's people who love you need, Annie. You need a stage big enough to fit that many folk. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's that's not my my genre. But um, I guess one part of it is looking at our cast. We've got 21 people from 16 different countries. We're really thinking about even the diversity amongst the English speaking audience, who are not all necessarily native English speakers and are not Japanese. So we're really thinking about not just for this show, how do we appeal to the breadth of the international community, including also Japanese people who maybe not necessarily live overseas, but who are interested in things that maybe other Japanese might not have a chance to experience. So that's how I've been seeing it a lot. I, I think doing an, in, uh, what can I say, a bilingual show is quite different from doing it this way. And I'm always trying to make a point of this. Why are we not, well, there's a number of reasons why we're not doing um, subtitles or what do, what do you call them when they're put up on the back wall, which I don't, there's many no reasons. No idea whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Rimmer. they're called, so please delete that. Um, but, but we're doing this play in English we understand some people will not understand a lot of the English. The music will help. The acting will help. The way we're dramatizing will help. But this play is about universal themes and universal problems that exist all over the world. What might be difficult for the audience is the fact that these are all issues people avoid thinking about. <laughs> That's the difficult part in any language. So language is not the issue here. It's the themes that 
people don't want to deal with. And is, is it how how visual is the show right now in terms of in terms of acting? I, I just just approach that that question now. How visual? How visual is that in terms of how universal? Because violence is fairly universal when you see it happening for certain certain types of. Yeah, we don't actually show violence, but it's alluded to. It is done in different ways without anybody actually being smacked. But you will get the message by how people use their bodies and group activities and how groups move. Right. Gotcha. Uh, we don't have you for much longer. You've actually got to get back in there and do do more things. Being very busy, I appreciate you taking the time to talk Thank to you us. So much. Thank you. Um, we've got. Uh, so tell us how we're going to get tickets. How where, where is the actual show sure. going to be? Just just run us down real fast. Sure. The show is going to be at the Transmission Theater, which is near uh, Sangubashi Station and Yoyogi Koen Stations. It's going to be April fourteenth through 17th mm -hmm. just thursday through sunday. sunday so evening shows are 7 30 matinee shows are at 2 p.m however the matinee performances are sold out mm -hmm. which i'm very happy to say nice going <laughs> yeah. what we, so what do we have left what, 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 days what do we, we have left today? thursday night friday night and sunday night shows are available so okay. we've got three performance sold out three available and i hope that people will go to blackstripetheater.com mm -hmm. And on there, you'll find the online re reservation form. Go right on there, fill in your information, and don't forget to hit submit. <laughs> Many people forget to hit submit. It's very important. Yes, <laughs> probably a button somewhere around the bottom. Yeah, at the just bottom where it says don't forget to hit submit, that's where it is. And at the top where it says your reservation is not complete until you click submit in English and Japanese, that's what it is. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate you coming out. Um, good luck with the show. Uh, break thank a leg, you. rather. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not the theater person here. I am the low-minded sort of like my head is a brick of concrete, which explains <laughs> to you how much I know nothing about even bricks or concrete because neither of those are cohesive or head other. materials usually. <laughs> exactly. Um, break a leg. I wish you the very best. Uh, I'll see you. Uh, see you at the theater. Have hopefully you, so see you, you Wednesday. So, Andrew, why are we doing this, though? I mean, we're, we're doing this for international theater, but, I mean, why a podcast? Why why are we doing this? Why a podcast? Well, because I can't afford to do a television show. That's why we, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, no, the, I, I thought it, after years of being involved with the international theater community here, I thought it would be uh, kind of a nice way to, particip to participate. I can't go into Tokyo all the time. I'm doing a lot of shows myself. It's sort of a nice way to just sort of bring everybody together um sometimes we end up working in our own little pods uh and i think we sometimes don't pay enough attention to what everybody else is doing and i'm trying to i want i want to bring the group together also there's people here doing stuff that i keep i keep finding new people doing things interesting theater things and i want to sort of introduce them to everybody else hmm. so that's that's sort of why we're doing that that's why we're setting this up and also um i was i was worried you didn't have enough to do john <laughs> yes, thanks. I'm a I'm, I'm a free man myself, and and just this this whole thing is just you know just, just uh. so. How do you support theater groups? And what's your what's your method for getting uh for getting cash in? Because obviously you're spending money on venues, you're spending money on sometimes spending money on actors, actresses. If you uh if you had the cash, well, yeah. The goal is I mean for for Yokama Theater Group anyway. The goal is to become a professional group, which means paying not just the actors, but the 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 tech people, the the designers, the whole team. And uh, part of that, we're trying to raise money to do that. Uh, you, you know, partly audiences, partly, hopefully we can begin to get grants. Uh, but really, we need, we need people to, to sort of 
sign on. We are a registered NPO. We are a charity. And we have a Patreon uh, at Patreon. That's do that a, plug. Do that plug. Do that, I'm going to do the plug. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash YTG. And you can you can pledge any amount of money from, unfortunately, it's all in USD, but US dollars. Uh, anything from $1 up, uh, anyone over 20, you get free entrance to our shows. Or if you're not in the country, you get video of the shows. Or if you're in the country and you just miss the show, you get video to, of the shows. So you never really miss a show. But even under that, we I tried to put out sort of special things. Maybe we'll try to do something where the podcast comes out a day earlier for Patreon people. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but also there's, you know, that's that's sort of now how I'm keeping in touch too with a lot of people. And keeping people updated about what's going on, little bonus videos and stuff like that. I like to drop there. So that's a that's a good place to check out. It helps us raise some some funds. Uh, we're not at the point yet where we're really breaking even every year. So I'd like to get, you know, sort of in that direction. And then I can start, you know, thinking about paying the people who work really, really, really hard to make theater with me. Hmm. So, Andrew, besides uh, Seven, what else is coming up uh, on the event calendar? What can some folks who are in or around Tokyo area go to see? Well, after seven, uh, the next event I have is uh, Apocrypha number. It's the third time we're doing it. It's mm-hmm. a storytelling event in Tokyo run by uh, Yokama Theater Group. It's happening May 13th uh, from 7.30 to 10.30 at Bar Garigari near Ikenoi Station. Right out the northeast-ish exit, something like that. Something like that, uh, yeah. It gets pretty crowded, by the way, so get in, get in, some, listen to some good stories. We had Kevin Allison come out last time. Uh, it was the guy who made uh, the podcast Risk, and I say it like that. Because it's an exclamation, it's an exclamation point. point. And it's in all capital letters, too, I think. Yes. Um, but he came out and told his own little story. He, he was one of the people who actually inspired uh, Apocrypha, which was created by, uh, by a member of the community here, uh, Rachel. Uh, and it's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome and very emotionally charged event. If you if you if you want to come out and listen to some outrageous and almost certainly true stories, you should come out to Gadi Gadi at Ikenoe again. Uh, whatever that day was in uh, May thirteenth, indeed near May thirteenth. Right. Next up. Uh, wait, wait, we have to give them where they have to go for the information. Oh, on that. no, my God. Um, so you want to go to the YTG website, which is at YTG.jp. That's only five letters, really easy to remember. It's really it's easy. right there on the front page. Um, mm-hmm. You can you can read about it and get your uh, reserve your seat. The seats aren't reserved. No, but you can. It's it's a bar. You can sign up. It's, it's a, a bar. bar. It's a bar. But it's very nice. Mm. Very nice. The stories range in in sort of depth from like um, very heart rending tales of abuse to or near death or near death or near death to pooping in urinals yes that's that's yes yes we've been to those two by the way they're lots of fun and uh yeah now moving away from urinal poop yes uh show the next show that's coming up is uh big river which is the uh this year's big tokyo international players musical happening in may may 19th to 22nd to be precise and uh it's uh, in Shinjuku, the theater Sun Mall. It's the story of Huck Finn. And yes, As if you were American, you clearly grew up reading this. It was required reading, required reading, required reading <laughs> for some of you, if for not, if not all. Elmer Fudd required required you to read it. <laughs> uh, but that show is coming up. Uh, show is coming up in mid-May, the week after uh, Apocrypha. It's running 1922nd, I do believe. If I'm not mistaken, tickets start at 2,500 yen for students. All the way up to 4500 if you show up on the day. Uh, you can reserve your tickets in advance. They might still have an early bird special on at tokyoplayers.com. That's tokyoplayers, one word, dot com. Mm-hmm. 
really sounded like a radio douche there, didn't I? Andrew, do you hear that? Oh, your your Pepsi. <laughs> your it's, Pepsi it's, is doing shaking. The, it's doing that thing. Jurassic Park. Yeah. What? Well, what? Oh shit! No! No! Um, uh, this show was produced by John Matthews and Andrew Wilner in association with the Oklahoma Theater Group, I think. I think I lost it. Uh, uh, closing theme is by Kevin McLeod. Uh, special thanks to the cast and crew of Seven and Black Stripe Theater. If you'd like to support the Oklahoma Theater Group, uh, the people behind this podcast, please head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Y-T-G. And become a member. Oh my God! I think, I think it, I think it got John. Oh, oh I think I lost it. Whoa! Stop! Types theater type. Oh my God! That was going so well. That was going so perfectly well. Let's do that again, real fast. All right, okay. This is Exit Pursued by Kaiju, a new podcast about international theater in Japan. Uh, my name is John Matthews. I am your lovable but dopey host. And sitting across from me is a curly-haired wonder named... Sorry, I had to take my gag off. Andrew Wilner. <laughs> you just ruined that whole take, you prick. We're not... <laughs> we could have used that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Andrew, I want you to understand that you have just ruined my career. <laughs> My career in podcasting. It was so good. I just, I wish the ripped had made, I, there wasn't that much ripping sound. I wanted a bigger. <laughs>